But you know what? My money don't what? Jiggle, jiggle. It falls. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure. <laughs> Makes me want to dribble, dribble. You know. Riding in my feet. You, you really, really have, have to, to see it. Six, six feet, feet two in a, a compact. compact. No slack. But luckily the seats go all the way. Oh, kick back. back. (laughs) Sorry, fake fan. That audio is stuck in my head all the time. Do you think someone said this was like early days of that sound that Uh it's supposed to be my money don't jingle jingle? Oh, but I don't think that's right because it needs to because it folds. Well, yeah, but like you wouldn't like my money was saying that jingle. No, versus fold is like coins versus dollar bills no it's jiggle because jiggle rhymes with wiggle yeah yeah exactly. my money don't like, jiggle it's not, jiggle it's it not folds. i'd like to see you wingle wingle <laughs> so, like that doesn't make any sense and then people were also wingle. saying <laughs> just think about that next time you listen to it i'd like to see you wingle wingle <laughs> for sure <laughs> Um, okay, you ready? Yeah, is this is this distance okay? Yeah, that's fine. So I want to be like last time when you were like, oh, your voice sounds horrible. I literally did not say that to you. Like, you've done this entire thing wrong. You, that's a lie. You never told so many lies in your whole life. I'm practicing. Okay, ready? Yes. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name's Amanda. I'm your host every single freaking week. Um, this is your weekly disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, it's because she has a bell on her collar and she's too cute for me to take it off today. Even though she took her own collar off earlier, she was trying to do me a favor, but then I put it back on her anyway. <laughs> she just left it off. Anyway, whatever. This week I have with me the queen of silently judging the queen of fixing grammatical errors and the queen of so many other things that I can't even think of all of them reading of air DJing, which is what she's doing right now, and being awesome. My sister Neely. Hello. So Hello, excited. my adoring fans. <laughs> Welcome back. OMG. So excited. I think you were on the third episode ever. Yeah, it was, it was a long early. time ago. Okay, if I swallow my coffee, can you hear it? It'll be fine. Listeners, okay. get over it. <laughs> I don't. Neely's drinking coffee. Get I'm over it. Sorry about the gulping sound. <laughs> it's fine. Um, dang okay yeah i'm pumped that you're back because i think you and i have are already like we're very different people Mm. and i like i liked having you on the first time because we are friends and we are opposites from each other and so like sisters we're also sisters (laughs) and so it we bounce back and forth really well so i'm i'm excited about this and we have i know you and i are going to have lots of opinions about what we just witnessed did Um, anyone comment on that episode and say they couldn't tell our voices apart no, I didn't get that at all. Okay. Okay. But yeah, our voices are very similar. Very so if, similar. If you didn't listen to Neely's episode, it might take you a minute to to figure it out. I'm the funny one. If someone makes a joke, right. it's probably yeah. me. If someone Assume says Amanda said it. Yeah. If someone makes a very astute, um, insightful comment about the world on a grander scale, it's probably Neely. Assume that Neely said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Neil, are you do you want to talk about the pyramid of life? The pyramid of the sure. world. Do you have anything sure. for the bottom? You want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, I don't know about the bottom. You go first. Okay. 
my bottom of the pyramid is something that you started to talk about and then i said wait shut up we want to talk about this while it's Are recording you serious? okay well hear me out the bottom of the pyramid is not the staircase specifically but the concept of bad docuseries or bad dramatizations of things specifically the staircase did you watch it the the hbo um yeah you think like, it's bad not the not the documentaries not the docuseries from netflix netflix but the one on hbo the dramatization of the docuseries on hbo of the real true the crime guy that played mr darcy and the dad on what a girl wants that is not mr darcy because mr darcy is in succession that's not the same that's not the same person okay never mind he's definitely the dad and what a girl wants though. yes he very much is he's amanda Bynes's dad yes but no remember because he played because the guy in because he's ted in succession is mr darcy who's ted again the one that's married to shiv oh that's right yeah so it's okay, not the no, same person this actor is in another one of those pride and prejudice type movies I can't oh, remember. Oh, I mean, probably, yeah. I can't remember which one it is. But he's definitely Water Girl was, which is the most important movie of all yes. time. Yeah, I should yeah. have just led with that because <laughs> that movie is the blueprint. It's true. Next to Legally Blonde. Those are like the most I important think it movies ever. Legally Blonde. Really? As far as like the core of my identity. But that... you're an attorney. Yeah, but I. L. Woods doesn't speak I didn't to your soul. see Legally Blonde as early on in my formative years. Oh, yeah. I wasn't really influenced to go to law school by Legally Blonde by the risk of deactivating the ammonium thyglocolate line exactly from that movie iconic but what a girl wants is like so many core sensory memories are from that movie <laughs> sure sure that makes sense um but yeah he plays um what's his face um the guy michael peterson michael peterson yeah the most boring name ever michael peterson um yeah so what I, do you not like about it i don't I don't know it just was it was just kind of boring to me and that's a very interesting case and it's one of those ones that like it's very difficult for a lot of people to come to a like a um conclusion about like what really happened it's like you know a lot of people talk about it because they have lots of different theories and whatever so it's like but it was just boring i just wasn't invested in it and it's already an interesting case like i feel the same way about like um Oh shoot! Oh shoot! I'm thinking of um, a docu series, and the name I am not, I cannot pull it from my memory at the moment. But there have been a couple of other incidences recently where I've watched docu series about cases or about groups that I think are interesting, and the, the Puppet Master. That's what I was thinking of. That I was like, oh, this will be interesting, and then I was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever watched. Mm. And it's about like a, a con man, which is supposed to be like, that's a very interesting concept, right? Yeah. Of like someone who's able to pull off like a years long heist. Is that the guy that things. Cr convinced people that they were like hiding from, from MI5 that yes. Yeah. Yeah. Across yeah, the pond. I thought that was boring too. But I was like, this is, but it's so interesting. Like he is conning people out of their identity and like lying to people. And like, it is a very interesting concept, but the documentary is boring as hell yeah did not I like it i thought that too like it just bothers me and there's there have been like the hillsong thing was that way where it's like the story of hillsong is already interesting but this docuseries about it is not well done yeah you know so they like blow it on their content now some of the better ones i have been watching recently I, this is just my personal opinion this is a hot take for people who are true crime people i love the vow 
on HBO. Oh, yeah. I the think Vow The Vow was, was the done Vow very was well. I know Mark Vicente was one of the EPs on it, and it's a lot of his direction, so it's kind of slanted to it be whatever. Really it makes him look really good, when in reality, like, Mark was not that good of a dude. But he yeah. made it, so it's going to be a puff piece about how great he is. But, like, it's really concise. It's really well done. It's The, the story is not... Um, t- like told to you within the first episode and then they break it down it's like you are finding things out in real time um, they give the information about Nexium as the, as the series goes so I really like that I loved the dropout with Amanda Seyfried yes. that just came out on Hulu um, about Elizabeth Holmes that was very very interesting and I really liked that dramatization I thought that was really good but Every once in a while, like the staircase will pop up and I'm like, this is so interesting. And you blew it. You blew your opportunity on what's already interesting material. I think I liked it because. Which one? The staircase? Yeah. If you've seen the documentary, it's just kind of fun to see how they recreated. I don't know. Maybe some people don't like this, but. A lot of the shots from the documentary, they recreate with. The actors mm. playing the fictional characters. Yeah, I didn't watch the documentary. And I just think that's kind of cool. The documentary doesn't have a narrator. It's just a bunch of footage. So it was really hard for me to follow. Oh my god. Well, with I my, like, the documentary. Tiny, so with that- my like tiny smooth marble brain. <laughs> just like couldn't handle it. I yeah. was like, I need someone to tell me what's going on. <laughs> well, maybe it's like if you like the documentary, you would like the Maybe that's what series. it is. Yeah. Yeah. But you're an owl theorist. You think Kathleen died by the owl. Well, I don't want to spoil it because I'm pretty sure I have watched the most recent episode of the HBO series. Mm-hmm. And I think the next episode is going to get into the owl theory. Interesting. Yeah. And the interesting thing about, I don't think this is spoiling too much about the um, fictional series. You got it. You got it. <laughs> the fictional series is that they show flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But then they also show a flashback to the night Kathleen died and they show like what Michael Peterson says happened, Mm. that she died by accident. Yeah. They show, they've shown one flashback where he kills her. Like, interesting. Like, you know, this is the prosecution's theory of what happened basically. Uh So you see both sides. So the, the docu, the, the dramatization is not, it still feels very much on his side. Oh yeah. Like, like that he didn't do it. Yeah. The prosecution like does not, you know, come across looking good. I yeah. mean, mostly because they didn't do themselves any favors. Like sure. their whole theory of the case was that he killed his wife because he's gay. So obviously that didn't age well. <laughs> because we all know gay people yeah, are, are killers. Bisexual. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. 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 Because he, well, it, because he was, he did have like a relationship with the man yeah. and they kind of, their whole theory was that he killed her because she found out about that, which was just very weak yeah so and also really doesn't age well because there's just like a ton of homophobia that's so much going on in, in the that argument that the state made and so they come across looking really awful yeah in the documentary and then also again in the fictional series but i think the way i think the way they put it together is interesting and i'm yeah. wondering because i do think they're setting up the owl theory so i'm kind of mm-hmm. wondering if they'll get into this is how she could have been killed by an owl. Yeah. Because even though it's... So let me let me interrupt you just for a second. Let me back up. So for people who don't know what this case is, it's a case of Kathleen Peterson um, being found at the bottom of a set of stairs, dead. 
and there was no one to see how she got from the top of the stairs to the bottom of the steps. Did she fall? Was she pushed? But like, did she fall down the stairs? Was it an accident? Did Michael, her husband, push her down the stairs with an accident? But there's a lot of blood all over the steps and all over the hall, which usually when people fall down the stairs and suffer head trauma, there's not a ton of blood because it's not the same thing as like shooting or stabbing somebody. But there's a theory then that an owl, which was really common in the area of this country that they were in, got into the house and attacked her. And that's why there's so much blood. And the owl swooped in and came at her from behind and attacked her. And then she fell down the stairs. And that's why there's so much blood. So, but that's never brought up in court, is it? No, because it's just like a theory. theory didn't come up. No one talked about that until it was actually their next door neighbor mm-hmm. after Michael Peterson was convicted and went to jail started, I guess, you know, he really believed that he didn't do it. And so he started looking into the autopsy results and yeah. re-examining the evidence. And he was the one that came up with the owl theory oh, because that. there were microscopic owl feathers found on Kathleen's body. But she was outside at the pool before she went inside and fell down the right. stairs. So, so it's, that's why it's a theory. She could have gotten the feathers there. like Right. But because it's just so almost like none of the theories make sense. Like right. the accident theory, she, you know, tripped or something like that doesn't really seem likely. She tripped up the stairs, but fell backwards. Doesn't make any sense. Right. And then like him killing her. It also, the evidence didn't really line up with how the prosecution said he killed her. Mm-hmm. So it's just very difficult to even understand what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And even though the owl thing sounds so insane, it actually kind of makes sense. Sure. Because it would explain her injuries. Yeah. Why there was so much blood and, all over the place. And it would, I mean, it would line up. So Neely's an owl theorist. <laughs> so, and I will say there's definitely some confirmation bias because the oh, first sure. time I heard about this story was on another podcast called criminal incredible podcast i think their very first episode mm-hmm. was about this case and about the owl theory gotcha. so definitely that was the first yeah. way it was presented to me yeah so there's sense. some bias there i'm um, also sorry if you can hear my cat in the background she is crouching on her supper but anyway this podcast is not about the staircase it's not um, <laughs> it is about but the bottom entirely of the, different the bottom of the pyramid is bad docuseries okay okay oj simpson is the uh, the people versus oj is the gold standard for yeah, fictional great. series retellings and then the vow to me is the gold standard for like actual mm. documentaries okay to for me personally um what do you have for the bottom of the pyramid girl boss i don't really know other than just being tired sure <laughs> sure you know, i yeah. just hate that and before i got covid a couple weeks ago my husband and i had gotten into a routine of like waking up early and walking <sighs> mm-hmm. like old people but waking up early made me feel so much better. Yeah. And I would like set my coffee at night mm-hmm. and I would turn on the timer. So it would start brewing at 6.30. It's nice. It is an elite experience. And when I was driving to work, I was like, I feel so much better right now. Like mm-hmm. I've already been up for two hours. Mm-hmm. I've already been productive. Feel amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then COVID just like really threw that off. And then yeah. I, you know, they just say like, it makes you really tired after yeah. you get over it, which I think is very true. And yeah, I'm just over that whole experience. Yeah. And the feeling of being tired is also very frustrating because it's like, no, I cannot be tired. I have things to do. Yeah. Stop it, body. Or like it's hard to focus at work. Not impossible, but there are just times where I'm like, I cannot focus right now for no reason. Yeah, because I'm sleepy. And it's probably 
the COVID stuff. Yeah, I hear you. Um, my middle of the pyramid is something that's very specific to me as a person, but I am, I guess I can say this by the time this comes. Yeah, I can say this. Um, I'm quitting my job. I am currently a teacher and I'm quitting. What? Um, yes. And I'm, I'm piecing out. Uh, my last day will be, um, this coming Thursday and I have, I'm a planner gal. My teacher planner is thick and it was really expensive and it is like a specific thing i've got i've had one every year i've been a teacher and i have the same brand of planner it's an aaron condren planner oh, for any other planner people uh-huh. well unfortunately <laughs> yeah kidding. no i mean yeah but i mean i you know cancel me on twitter for buying an aaron condren planner i don't care um I so I've I've had an Aaron Condren planner every year since junior year of college, which has been like what six seven planners. It's been a lot of planners, but now that I'm piecing out of teaching and I'm going to be unemployed and figuring it out for a few months, I there's no need for me to buy another paper planner. There's no need for me to buy another seventy five eighty dollar Aaron Condren planner. Mm-hmm. There's no especially the one I have now. It's a teacher planner, so I don't need that anymore. So. What I bought and what I've been trying out is a digital planner. It is a, you buy, you can buy off of Etsy a PDF file that's like 300 pages long and you put it in a PDF editing app like Notability um, and you can write on it and it can be like your planner. That's pretty cool. I'm trying it out and it's very stressful for me because I'm very picky about my planners. I'm very, it's very specific for me. So I'm trying it. I don't know how it's going to go, but I have my little Apple pencil, my little iPad. That's fancy. I'm, tr- I'm, you know, I'm trying to elevate. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying yeah. to boost the frequency of my general existence. And I got yeah. a new case for my iPad because it was looking kind of crusty. And I have a wireless keyboard. And so I'm just going to start taking my iPad with me everywhere. People are like, oh, man, do you want to do this cool thing? I'm like, yes, let me write it in my, my iPad with my Ooh, Apple pencil and my planner. That is fancy. But it's stressful. I don't, like, I, I... <sighs> I'm not going to say I don't do well with change because I don't think anybody does well with change, but I have like routine things that are my things and my planner. I'm an eight. I love control. My planner is my thing. Mm. And I have been having that thing for ever for really forever. And so I'm nervous about switching, but it looks, I picked one that I like the, like the look and the design of, and I can write because I have an Apple pencil. So it's still a writing. And I have a a screen protector on my iPad screen that feels like paper. Mm. So when I'm writing, it still kind of feels like I'm writing on paper. But I don't know how it's going to go, girly. It's stressing me out. So why not just get a big planner, even though you're not going to be a teacher anymore? Well, because the big planner is heavy and it's bulky and the Mm. iPad is nice and sleek. And it's like, modern and whatever and it'll be a lot easier for me to carry around my ipad everywhere than it will be for me to carry around a giant planner everywhere true you know and i can if i can clear up enough storage space on in the cloud i can sync it up and i can have it on my phone too that's so yeah that's pretty awesome yeah so but it, it makes me nervous i don't know well you can always get a new one if it doesn't work out yeah true but trying it out so the middle of the pyramid because i'm just trying it out and i am scared <laughs> okay what about you? I'm going to put this at the middle of the pyramid only what you because got? I have something better to go at the top. Per. But my middle of the pyramid mm. is Korean fried chicken. Okay. It's the real KFC. <gasps> so good. Wow. That was incredible. My husband and I Dang. went to a housewarming party last mm-hmm. night and the wife of the couple is this amazing, amazing cook. Mm-hmm. 
She from Korea? Um, I think her family is. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure, but she made all kinds of different types of dishes. A lot of them were Korean dishes. Her husband is from Mexico. So we had like Korean tacos. Cool. And, you know, just like fusion stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. she made Korean fried chicken, which I had had before. Mm-hmm. But I mean. What's the difference between. From what I can tell, I'm like, I've never made it and I'm not, you know, I don't really know anything about it. But the breading is, it has to be made with like something similar to cornstarch instead, mm, instead of flour. Of flour. And so it's just lighter and crispier and less bread tasting. Yeah. But it's super crispy. And then it has this delicious, sweet and spicy, garlicky glaze on the outside. The chicken legs, I don't know where she got them, but they were like huge. Thick. A thick chicken. Thick chicken legs (laughs) in this delicious breading, delicious sauce. Uh Uh-huh. And... It was incredible. Period. So Korean fried chicken, much better than American fried chicken. Get but it's some. but it's only in the middle because there's something better at the top. There's no negative. Yeah, well, there's something. There's a person at the top. So is it I, me? It's you know, me, isn't it's it? It's you. Oh, that's embarrassing. And, oh, my gosh. You know, I figure, Stop. like, people are more important than food, barely. True. So I should put the food in the middle. True. Your cat's trying to drink my coffee. Liza. You have, like, run around be crazy hours all the time anyway. The witching hour is not even upon us. It's not even 8.30 yet. My top of the pyramid. Are you ready? I'm ready. For it. This is something you already know about. You figured this out about life way before I did. Because you're 85. But I am just now realizing how valuable and how much I enjoy doing things in the world by myself. Oh, my God goodness yes so for example doing stuff by yourself is it's the best best. i went on i left school i I, that's so strange i can say that now because i'm officially leaving but i left i left my job i left school and went there's a gift store in our city that's like a really small independently owned store that but it's just like a gift store it has like lots of art jewelry there's stationery there's all sorts of like it's like a gift store you know and i since i'm leaving i wanted to buy a bunch of gifts for teachers and people in my school that i really like you know as i'm Mm -hmm. piecing out and so i was like oh i'll try this i found them on tiktok it's called the gift horse um shouts out it was they're so cool and i really like all their stuff but it was like a 30 minute drive from school Mm -hmm. and i was like well i might as well just do it and go by myself um and so, yeah, and even though it was like a, even though it was a journey, I went and I was like, dang, I spent the whole afternoon by myself. That's and it was why so they nice. say life's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Damn. You right. You know? It was really, really nice. And then like, when I go, because I kind of knew this because during, or like when I first started realizing this was during like the throes of the pandemic when things were at its very worse. Ah, 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 it's glass. Oh. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do not eat the glass. Dummy! Where did that even come from? I broke a coffee pot yesterday. Liza. Are you serious? Don't eat glass! <laughs> she was literally eating glass. <laughs> she, was, she was like Mick crunching on a piece <laughs> of a shard of glass. Can you? You were just she taking was, a nap so serenely, like twenty minutes ago. Maybe she just wanted attention, she and she like, said, "I'm gonna worry. wake up and eat I'm just glass." Eat glass, since y'all don't love me, stupid. 
Oh, she didn't mean it. I didn't mean it, but also, don't eat class, weirdo. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, oh, during, during, like, the major, like, the worst, worst times of the pandemic, I would go to get groceries by myself, mm. and, like, I would strap on like 15 masks put in the airpods and go by myself and i was like oh this is actually kind of nice i'm not like worried about anything Mm -hmm. um outside of getting in and getting out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and now that i have more free time on my hands and i'm more by myself um i really like it i went all the way out there and did that trip by myself and then i went to the other side of the city a couple days later to to go out to a nicer target than the, than the one that's closest to me. Uh, and I was like, wow, I'm really just out here vibing alone. It's so nice. And I'm an extrovert. So that took, that is not normally my inclination to do things by myself, but I really like it. I think I went to see a movie. Oh, I went to see House of Gucci by myself a while ago. Mm. I was like, dang, this is top tier experience. Have you eaten in a restaurant or coffee shop by yourself reading a book? I have done it at a coffee shop, yes. That is an elite experience. Yes, yes. When I was doing research about starting this podcast, I went to a local coffee place um, and had my fancy headphones and my iPad and was doing work and eating an apple crumpet and sipping coffee. And I was like, if someone wants to step to me, they can't. I, no one can touch me. They it was can. great. It was great. You found inner peace. Truly, yeah. Reached the next stage of human existence. Uh, what's your top of the pyramid? My top of the pyramid is Tignataro. Yeah. I was trying to think of a way to introduce her, but I went. That's husband, it. I've mentioned my husband so many times. It's okay. Um, we You're went one of those to see her um, perform in Nashville on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And she was so funny. Yeah. Like I knew she would be. Yeah. And we saw her when she came here in 2017, I think. So this yeah, a while ago. show was brand new material. She was supposed to go on tour, I think, um, when the pandemic started. So obviously that got canceled. Mm-hmm. So this, I think, is her first tour since the, you know, pandemic shut down everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just so funny and hilarious and sweet and genuine. And yeah. I just love her so much. And we were both laughing so hard that we were like lightheaded by the time the show yeah. was over. Oh, that's the best. So yeah, that's the top of the pyramid for me. Does he, not to make this like a slam dunk on your husband podcast, but does he know what a double date is? Does oh, he know yeah. what that is? We go on double dates all the time. Who did you go on a double date with to see Tig? Oh no, he made a mistake when he was writing his Instagram caption. Okay. Because I yeah. wanted to, <laughs> Because he was like, Tig crashed our double date, but we let her stay. And I was like, Yeah, he double posted date that before who? the show. And then <laughs> I, after the show, I guess he looked at his phone again and was getting likes on that post. And he was like, Oh, I put double date and it's not a double date. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I was like a little, I was just confused. I thought you had a couple that went with you that I didn't yeah. know about. But then he would have put them in the, anyway. Well, what we did is we bought that poster of her at the merch table before. Mm-hmm. And so then before the show was starting, I was like, oh, let's hold it up behind us so it looks like her head is in between that us. That poster is so funny. I know. That picture of her is and, But then it was really sweet because then the people next to us were like, oh, that's such a cute idea. Can we borrow it and do it too? And so <laughs> then Pratik was like holding it for them so it was in their shot. That and, is ho- yeah. Your husband is the king of Instagram. He's it's a micro-influencer. I know. It's crazy. It is really crazy. Every time he posts about like the family on the gram, I'm like, dang, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel cool 
Um, are you ready to get to this episode? I'm ready. Dang. Okay. This is episode seven of season two. The title trigger. Oh, also, I guess a trigger warning for real. If you're a person who gets nervous about topics uh, concerning themselves with guns and or the firearms. Second Amendment, firearms, uh, don't just skip this one. Just skip it because it's all Content over everywhere. Warning. Content warning. Yeah. Um, because the name of this episode is Bullets and Ballet. So, um, which there are no bullets and no ballet, but we will get to that later. Um, previously, the episode before this, the competition was canceled. Everybody had a solo. It was the cowboy hat episode. Do you remember the cowboy hat? I don't think so. Where Jill is like, I'm sick of this. And it's like, oh, and she has a cowboy hat on and she throws <laughs> yes. a shoe. Well, yeah. I, I saw the cowboy Nia's hat. Mia's in a gym. In the We're flash- in a gym. Yeah. yeah. I saw in the flashback at the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode. Yeah. I didn't see the cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Nia, I didn't see her throw the shoe, though. I missed that. Nia crying, Maddie falling. It's a very iconic episode. That was yeah. last week. Maddie, actually, I didn't watch last week's episode, but she recovered, or I guess like, when she fell on the aerial, like she did kind of make a little face like that yeah. was in character. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like she was already like trying to recover from the mistake. Yeah. Which I think is very, that's well, very she also from like the footage in the episode, it looks like she falls on her butt. She doesn't fall on her hip. She probably fell on her butt and it probably spooked her and it probably yeah. did hurt. It probably, it looks like it hurt really bad. But she didn't fall on her hip. She didn't break yeah. anything. You know what I mean? And yeah. when she got to the, like, the, um, the, like, physician that's kind of on call for those things that's just, like, waiting in one of the rooms. Yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, it's not even going to bruise. She's like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. You're fine. So I think she may have fallen more on her butt than on, like, a joint. You know, yeah. like a sensitive spot. But she like was that. crying because she thought Abby was going to be mad at her. Yes, that was and the main thing. I felt thing. so bad. I was like, you it that should not had be to a have thought. hurt. Ugh. And you're more concerned about if Abby's going to be mad at you. I, yeah, it's very like, sad. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, that was last week. Um, This week, we are going to, we're going to be in, uh, in Pennsylvania. We're doing a competition in Pennsylvania. Um, The moms and the girls are in the room. We're talking about last week. We're talking about Texas and um abby says that there were really great things and really bad things this week we're going to hollywood vibe which i think is just a competition that's always in pittsburgh because we've been there before mm. i'm like 99 percent sure why we've is been it to called hollywood. hollywood vibe if it's in pittsburgh I, can you be any that is away not from hollywood the while qu- being in the u.s couldn't <laughs> tell yet there was an episode i did with hannah where they went to a competition called i hollywood and i think it was in st louis so it's oh like, what are we doing? Hollywood vibe in Pittsburgh? The vibe is not yeah. Hollywood. Also, girly. most professional dancers are not necessarily going to Hollywood. They're going to Broadway. Yeah. So why, why is we... it even named after Hollywood? Couldn't tell you. Anyway. But that's where we're going. Um, And Abby says that there are targets on their backs. And there's a target on her back, too. And in her talking head, she's wearing that barbed wire necklace. Oh, my god! Did you notice that? I didn't that notice the It looks wire. either like a like thistle leaves or like barbed wire. Was she wearing it in the cutaways and the yes. talking heads? Yeah, yes. I saw it there. It was. It, it's just a very aggressive piece of jewelry. I have another comment about necklaces later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and she says that this week, the girls are going to be doing a spy number, like a James Bond charlie's angels kind of thing and they're using prop guns which is very stressful the moms are chin to chest mouth open shook and christy says 
that she thinks that they're going to, if they use a prop guns in the dance, that they're going to be sending the wrong message. And she goes, but we send the wrong message all the time. So yeah. what's the point? <laughs> I was going to say this episode has so many amazing zingers. Oh, the one liners in this you are incredible. Tell they were really hitting their stride. At oh, this totally. Point they the know show. what they were making. Yeah, absolutely. And Lifetime is figuring out how to edit them to make them yes. look Yes, And Abby's like gun puns, like we've got targets on our oh backs God, and you're going to blow the competition away. Give me a break. Like they were really trying yeah um so we get to the pyramid of the children it make, we're starting at the bottom we're going from you know from uh right to left with with the order the first one on the bottom is Mackenzie. even though she was the top of the pyramid last week abby's like well you didn't impress me so you're at the bottom which really Mackenzie being on the top of the pyramid last week was a stunt because she was always going to be at the bottom because Mackenzie's the smallest so she doesn't do anything so duh, she was going to be at the bottom. I love her, but that's what Abby, like that's the image that Abby mm-hmm. perpetuates. And then Nia for like no good reason. Um, and then Kendall, which this cooks my grits because every other time that Kelly or Christy look at Abby in a way she doesn't like, their child is subterranean bottom of the pyramid. And like, or like when Holly calls out racism Abby puts Nia at the bottom of the pyramid. But this week, even though last week Holly, or excuse me, um, Jill was throwing shoes and swearing at Abby, how is Kendall not at the very, how is Kendall not behind Mackenzie, who was at the top last week? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense and to me. And she even said back to Nia, she was like, Nia, your solo was great, didn't have any problems with it. Yeah, you like, were fine. So why is she at the bottom? But, and why is she behind Kendall? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the last kid at the bottom of the pyramid is who? Did you catch it? Maddie. Oh, yes. Maddie. And Maddie, like, scrunches up her face and, like, raises an eyebrow. And Melissa, like, shakes her head, like, oh. And she's like, I don't think that Maddie deserves to be at the bottom of the pyramid. I think she's the best. It's like, well, of course you do, Melissa. She's your daughter. Duh. Everybody in this room thinks that their kid is the best. Yeah. So you're not special. But, yeah, Maddie's at the bottom of the pyramid this week. That's a big deal. Um, and then in the middle is Chloe and Brooke. And then, this is really sad, we got to the top of the pyramid and I thought, is this a week where Peyton comes back? And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I thought, who else is there? Who else would be at the top? And I was like, oh, Paige. Paige. (laughs) I was like, sorry, Crowley, I forgot. She just never gets any attention and I just forgot that she was a member of the squad. I don't know. It made me feel sad for her. Um, But she's at the top. She had an excellent routine last week. She won first place. Um, she's also never been at the top. So of all the weeks for this first to have taken place, it would be the week after like an excellent, you know, she had a great routine last week. She won all the awards. Abby was in love with her performance. So she deserves to be at the top. Um, we're doing a group routine, the spy routine. Um, everyone is in it except Mackenzie. And I don't know why, I guess, cause she's, too, too young small. to hold a gun, I guess. Too, yeah, the gun is probably about the size of her. Um, and then we're doing a trio with Chloe, Maddie, and Paige. Not Kendall, like it was last time. Because when Kendall was in there with Chloe and Maddie, they didn't win. And Abby was like, I gave your child a special part, Jill, and she blew it. Which, can we, I want to say something for the record. The phrase special part makes me want to shave my skin off with a cheese grater. Yeah, I don't like it. Because I was a, when I was a child, I received the messaging that a special part was the part of your body that a bathing suit covers. <laughs> oh my god. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's I like I don't saying. like this 
I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's my, I know that it's a me thing because it is a term I heard growing up. It is unique to my experience. I know that's obviously not what anybody in this room is talking about. Duh. But to me, it is just a very stressful thing to continue to hear. I don't, I don't like it. Um, Jill is very teary eyed that, that my little Kendall is not going to be in the trio and she just can't. She can't bear it. Um, and then Chloe and Maddie have a solo. And then um, Abby says, okay, you all are dismissed. And she means the moms, but the girls start to leave too. And they all go, thank you. And she goes, no, 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 not you. You spread out and start stretching. Yeah, that had to have been <laughs> contrived for the show. <laughs> it was really surely funny. they knew they hadn't done any dancing. They weren't going to just They were just going to peace out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, no, no, not you. You guys need to spread out and stretch. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, okay. So that's the setup. Now we're going to start going through the rehearsal processes. So five days out from the competition, the moms and are they're up in the Lido deck and they're talking about the guns and they are bothered. They're just, they don't like them. They think it is strange to see their children holding fake guns. They don't want to, you know, um, get to the competition and get, then just then get disqualified. Goodness. Um, because of, this like sort of prop thing like you know they're just kind of worried and they don't like it um then melissa changes the subject she looks at christy and she goes or kelly and she goes oh i'm glad that Paige is back in the trio and jill whips around and she goes well why are you glad about that kendall's not in it and melissa's like yeah you know whatever but she did you see her face she yeah what do you mean (laughs) um yeah, it's just it, it's just very strange, and and then Doctor Holly, who we love, chimes in and she says, "Well, Jill, my daughter never gets anything special ever. She doesn't get solos hardly ever, and when she does, they're racist. She barely gets like special moments in the group numbers, and she's not in the trio either. So you're not unique in this. My child doesn't ever get anything fun to do issue." And then Jill blames it on Holly not being there. She's like, well, maybe if you were here a little more, Holly, Abby would see that you were committed to the team. What does that have to do with it? I have no idea. That is a great question. I do not know. I was also confused by that comment. And Holly, uh, Holly's like, well, I don't mean, the thing is, is that I don't have to buy my way into Abby's favor. Yeah, Holly had an amazing... She said, I just don't want to pay extra for it. Period. Period, Holly. Got him. Um, And then Christy, you know, piles on about the gifts. And she's like, yeah, you buy Abby stuff all the time and it's not working, so you should stop. And she's like, I don't know why you guys don't like it that I buy Abby gifts. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, whatever. It's weird, girl. It's weird. And it's not working. That's the thing that that gets me. It's like, I I can understand... If you were new to the studio and you want to butter up the teacher and so you buy her a bunch of chunky costume jewelry, whatever, a gross perfume, some tacky earrings, go off, whatever. But if it's not working and Abby still hates you, what are you, you're embarrassing yourself. Mm-hmm. This is embarrassing at this point, Jill. It's stupid. It's, I just don't like it. Um, speaking of gifts, then we get the, there's like this Pink Panther-esque music in the background that is normally saved for the candy apples and when i heard the music did you hear me gasp because i thought it was going to be candy apples and then it wasn't i was really sad but what it is is that jill gives like donates to the studio a bench like a park bench what a weird gift to put in the lobby 
but it doesn't even go in the lobby. They put it in the space between the doors. Oh, between the between exterior the doors and the interior exactly. doors. Exactly. And it's like, who is going to sit there? Like, they're going to come all the way in through the second set of doors. Yeah. Hopefully. I right. I hope no one's just sitting there. Yeah. It is very, very weird. Um, And then... Hang on. I lost my place in my notes. Oh, and then it has, like... um like a, a little placard on it that says to abby lee love jill and kindle and the mom's the mom's like latch on to it holly smells a stunt because she says this doesn't like i don't understand why she would do this this is stupid she's embarrassing herself whatever and somebody says ew it's like a shrine to abby and then kelly or christy goes it's not a shrine to abby it's a shrine to jill yeah <laughs> Again, with the, the one-liners. Yeah, the zingers are just really intense this episode. Okay, so then we cut to... So the moms see the bench as they're, like, coming in. And then we cut to the moms being in, like, the dressing room den area that is, like, connecting all the studios. It's, like, the backstage area. And Jill brings up the bench. She says it to the squad. She's like, did you guys see the bench I bought for Abby? <laughs> And then she's surprised when the moms are like dunking on her for being a moron. It's like, well, I think you guys are on my case all the time. And it's like, bestie, you sent for them. You started this fight. I don't know what you were really expecting out of this. Um, Christy, not having it. This is another era of some, some zingers. Um, because Jill is like, I don't, you know, whatever, whatever. She just keeps like yammering on about, how she thinks people don't like her and Chrissy looks at her and she goes why don't you just storm out of the room right now because we really want to talk about you zing dang and Jill says well whatever you have to say you can just say it to me I'm sitting right here and Chrissy goes okay I think you're a conniving bitch (laughs) she just says it like to her I don't know it's just so funny the way that they have I mean Christy doesn't skip a beat she doesn't say like well I don't want to hurt your feelings she doesn't take a minute to like kind of um filter what she's gonna say she's just like you're a bitch and I don't like you done yeah, period she is vicious she is she she's really like is every episode and then the other and then it cuts to like Holly and Melissa and Christy or Kelly oh my gosh I'm getting them confused all day Kelly and they're just watching. They're just sitting there yeah. watching. They're just watching Jill Eating and Christy yeah, scream at each other. Just watching. It's hilarious. Um, and then we cut to a commercial. Okay. Come back from the commercial. Abby's choreographing. And there are some gross oh, comments. Wait, I think I wanted what? to point out before the commercial break, watch, watch, I'm watch. pretty sure um, Christy said, you're the most condescending person I've ever encountered. Yes. But she said it in the most condescending tone of voice I've ever heard. <laughs> you're the most condescending yeah, yeah, exactly. person I've ever encountered. Exactly like that. That killed me. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's funny. Um, so they make some like, they do this every once in a while because it was the 2010s and nobody cared about being offensive. But they make like gross comments about Abby's like not being involved with a man because of her body and it's yeah, gross and i don't like horrible. it we can skip past it um kids are doing push-ups because they have bent knees as they're as they're rehearsing she's like your knees are bent give me 10 push-ups and then kendall does it and her knees are bent she goes give me 20 push-ups 
like Abby, this is dangerously close to like abuse of power here. And then Abby calls down Jill from the Lido deck. She like points at her through the glasses, like you come down here now. I like how you're calling it the Lido deck. Well, that's what it is. It's the deck above everything where people go and watch other people yeah. do stuff. I mean, that's the only like if you've never seen the show, it's a box well, in they the call sky. It the mezzanine. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> it's a glass box above yeah. the studio where the moms sit and watch them dance yeah. and then get mad. It's a Lido deck. Um, oh, shoot. I lost my place in my notes again. Oh, Abby calls down Jill. And then she dismisses everybody else and she keeps Kendall and Jill. And she's like, these are the things you need to work on. This, you know, the bent knees are the problem. She's like, put her in the splits, stretch her out more often so that her knees don't bend as easily you know, while she's stretching them out, you know, whatever, whatever. She's like, you can depend on us. Then we see the trio rehearsal. Now, Neely, my sister, I have a question for you. You ready? I'm ready. On a scale of one to wanting to throw something into the TV, how frustrating is it for you to hear Abby say that the trio is entitled something, whatever the title of the thing was? Well, I'm actually okay with that. Really? Yeah. You used to hate it. You used to really not like that because it's because it's yeah, wrong. It it's should be titled it's titled instead of entitled. But I think that we've gotten to a point where they mean the same thing. Yeah, the people say it wrong enough that it that doesn't it's matter. Right yeah annoying and entitled i don't think is 100 percent wrong it just but it makes more sense for you to say it's titled titled yeah the book People is say titled, entitled when entitled. they want it to sound like fancier oh yeah and i'm just like just say titled because entitled is when you think you deserve something yeah based on whatever merit i'm entitled to compensation yeah. you know like that kind of thing but it, uh, the dance is not entitled anything it's titled something chloe solo is titled please it's not entitled please yeah, yeah but i think entitled also kind of works because like this prefix en means on so it's like sure. the title's been placed on sure the song so but anyway it doesn't bother me too bad it doesn't bother you as much as it used to no mm -hmm. i don't really correct people's grammar anymore I just let it go. Dang. Not in like, you know, not unless it's for work and like, we the, have which is to part get of your job. Right. Yeah. 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 That's honestly probably a good life skill because nobody likes those people. Exactly. <laughs> They're really annoying. Um, so Abby, so we see the trio rehearsal. Abby starts like screaming at Paige, and I don't really know why. She forgets the dance for a second and then tries to pick it up and keep going, and Abby loses her mind. Now, Abby screams at these children in an unmerited fashion constantly, right? Mm -hmm. She she yells at them way too much for what they're doing. Because what they're doing is not that bad. It's not that intense, whatever. But this felt like a lot. Did it feel like a lot to you? Yeah, and I think what she says later in the episode is that she was mad that, I guess, they had learned the dance Yeah, they're doing an old solo or an old trio. have been practicing it. But, like, they're kids. They're 10. And they're also trying to learn other new dances. Yeah. What appears to be every single week. Yeah, two so, of them have a new solo and a new group routine this week. So, obviously, they don't remember a dance that they learned three months ago. Yeah. That's that they were supposed to be practicing ago. in their free time, which is when. Right. When is their free time? They're here all... They're at the studio all the time. Yeah. I don't remember 
The only thing that stuck out about that to me was when Christy comforts Paige. I have that too. That was so So, so Abby screams at Paige. Um, and she screams at all of them, but mainly, um, maybe, uh, mainly Paige, excuse me. Um, and then Paige leaves and Kelly, her mom, like, tries to comfort her and tells her to stop crying, which I hate when people say that to people. Yeah, like, that's not gonna work. oh, you want me to stop? Let me just suck the tears back in. Yeah. Let me stop crying. Like, that's not how that works. More. Yeah. <laughs> stop crying. So, like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry no matter what. Leave me alone. Um, Paige is sobbing and Kelly's just not hearing her in that moment. She's like, well, who cares what Abby thinks? Well, obviously Paige does. That's kind yeah. of what this, this come apart is about is that Abby is mad and that makes age upset and then like like you were saying christy comes down and gives her a hug it's and you very can see sweet. on christy's face like seeing Paige upset is hurting her like as if it was yeah. her own daughter yeah because they're really B- sweet yeah kelly and christy are bffs and so yeah. like yeah you're right you can tell that she she feels a lot more for Paige yeah, it's and very Brooke. genuine yeah mm-hmm. kendall is all is watching this whole thing did you see that Kelly mm-hmm. walks through the door and Kendall walks in behind her, but just stands in the door and just watches this happen. I didn't see that. It was really weird. I don't know if she knew she was being filmed. <laughs> She's just standing like disassociating, yeah, watching Paige did, cry. Yeah. She may not have known. <laughs> um, Abby, so she goes back in. Paige is like, I'm, you know, she says in her talking head, like, Abby yells this because she wants things to be better like she wants us to be better but i feel like when she yells at me it just makes me do worse i don't like it when she yells at me which i don't like it when she yells at you either it's also stressing me out um abby tells her to suck it up and they keep going and they keep rehearsing and abby calls Paige ding dong she's like hey ding dong you stop marching on seven not on eight which you can't count to eight that felt like a lot. Yeah. That felt like a, a it was lot, way a too lot. Far. Like, and she also calls her stupid. She, she like leaves. She, um, Paige leaves like at the end of this and she says, stupid is as stupid does. She calls her ding dong yeah. and stupid. Yeah. Abby. Like, oh my God. You're the adult. You're the educator in this room. That is inappropriate. I'm sorry. But like she is, and she's not saying it in a way that demonstrates she has any sort of rapport with her students. She's not saying it she's not saying it in a way that the student understands it is a joke or the student understands that it is not genuine. She's genuinely calling her stupid. Yeah. And that, that was a lot. It was very intense. She also at one point redirects to Chloe and starts screaming at Chloe for like similar reasons, but also no reason at all. Like she's just screaming at whoever Mm -hmm. will take it, I guess. Um, And then they all leave. They're all like done with practice, with practice, with rehearsal, with class. And they pack up their things to leave and Abby storms into the den and she's like, what's all the, what are all the tears about? Like, what's the point of all this? Blah, 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 yeah. whatever. And Christy, the girl boss, steps in and is like, they're crying because they're trying to do what you want them to do. And all you do is scream at them. And she goes, Abby, they're little kids. Yeah, and oh, Abby. Yeah, she said, oh, they shouldn't be crying. They're like 9, 10, 11 years old. Yeah, and Christy goes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Christy, Christy says, Abby, they're little kids. And Abby mocks her. She goes, Abby, they're little kids. Did you see that? Yeah, Did you catch that? I missed that, I guess. What's happening? Like, oh my God. It was like the craziest moment of the whole episode. She goes literally like this. Abby, they're little kids. Oh my goodness. Abby, shut up. You're so stupid. Um, and then Melissa in her talking head, of course, is like, I'm on Abby's side. The kids need to get it together. Duh. No okay, one is surprised Melissa. Abby or Melissa thinks that. Duh. Um, 
Christy goes off. They're screaming at each other. As they're leaving, as Christy is leaving with her child to go home, they're still screaming at, at Abby. Abby and Christy are screaming at each other. And Abby, again, gives us a little bit of, of a nugget into her childhood. And mm-hmm. she says, if I dance like you dance, my mom would have beat my butt. Oh. Like, aha! Back to the childhood trauma. The childhood trauma of it all. Thank you for yeah. clearing that up. And then um, Christy Lee's and Abby calls her white trash, which also Abby, racist comment, a racist comment. And also Abby has no idea what that means because Christy's not that Christy. She could call Christy like overbearing. She could have called her a Karen, whatever the equivalent to a Karen was back in yeah. 2012. <laughs> um, but that's not what that means. You're using that term. A, it's, it's very insulting. You shouldn't say that to anybody and B you're using it wrong. Yeah. So either way you looked stupid. And then there's a commercial. Dang. Do you have any other thoughts about that section? Just somebody said, uh, Abby said, I made her. And one of the moms said, were you pregnant with her for nine months? I made her. It was Christy. Amazing zinger. <laughs> yeah. I made her. And she's like, you literally didn't. I, I, literally, <laughs> I literally did. Made her. She grew in my body. Like, no, you did not make her. I literally, oh I did. Oh my goodness. I would take my kids out of, I would have taken my kids out of this so many times yeah. before it got to this point. Like, yeah. The first time the teacher yelled at them to the point that they cried over. Hit the door. Cut off. No. Canceled. Yeah. I mean, the the struggle, though, is that Abby has them in a contract for a year. Did you know that she has a stipulation? She has a clause in the contract that if you quit in the middle of the season, you owe she takes away whatever title you have of like that's given to you at a competition because you danced under her name. So if you're leaving, she takes, that's why Christy doesn't leave is because Chloe holds a national title. Mm. And she was like, your daughter holds a national title and I will take it away from her in a minute. She says it all the time because that's why she can't leave. And if you, (laughs) this is insane. If you leave the studio and break your contract, you owe Abby Lee Miller personally, a hundred thousand dollars in cash within a week of you leaving oh my goodness so no one can leave but i mean essentially right like who does that it's not enforceable i mean who knows but um but meredith my guest last week made it because abby or jill brings that up um in last week's episode and meredith brought up she was like didn't abby go to jail for like go to prison for financial problems and i was like oh that Makes a lot of sense. That's why she needs that hundo in uh, cash, probably. Yeah, she needs so it. she can hide it. Yeah, exactly. Not pay taxes on because it. Because you owe, because Jill says in that ab- in that episode that you owe Abby personally $100,000. Not the business, not the company. Yeah, that's not right. But either. her as a person, mm-hmm. $100,000. So many problems Cash. That. Cash. That is crazy. So, anyway. That's, to me, that's worth remembering when I think about moms like Christy and Holly who, in my opinion, seem to be the most put together people on the show. But like, why would you sign up for that? Like, why would you read the fine print? Yeah, that isn't that like a major red flag. I mean, it would be to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. So when we come back from commercial, we're two days out, and now it's time for us to use the guns, the prop guns. Kelly uh, says to Christy, honestly, I hope we get disqualified and it bites Abby in the butt because I'm tired of looking at these guns. Now, out of all the moms, out of Melissa, Christy, Kelly, Holly, and Jill, the five moms, who on the squad do you think is the most pro-Second Amendment? Ooh. (laughs) Which for the international listeners, the Second Amendment is an amendment in the Constitution 
that guarantees people the right to bear arms. And it is a big point of contention in American politics constantly because there is essentially almost no gun control in America at all. You can literally go to Walmart and buy a shotgun. Like it's, there's not a whole lot standing in between a private citizen and a firearm. So, and there are certain parties, political parties in the States that love that that's a possibility and other political parties who hate that that's a possibility, that that's a reality. Um, I personally am not a fan that that's a reality. And I think you can agree that anybody just being able to go to a convenience store and buy a pistol is a problem. Yeah. Well, it's not a convenience store, but yeah. I mean, Walmart is like... It should not be... They should not be as available as they are. They're so available. It's like... It's ridiculous. So which mom do you think is the most pro-Second Amendment? Who... Which mom in the squad do you think has said they they can come take my gun? Let's... Let them try to come take it from me. I definitely think Jill. (laughs) Yeah. Jill or Melissa? Yeah. Well, I was going to say Melissa probably would say that too, but she's so passive that I don't think that she would really... I don't know if she would like really believe that, but mm-hmm. she gives me the vibe of like her husband would be really pro second amendment. <laughs> her second husband. And or her would, first, Bert. Or she would, and she would just like. Or Kurt, whatever his name is. Go along with whatever he says. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, well, my husband has a gun and, you know, what? A, and I think that he should be able to keep it. Exactly. He has a license. Exactly. But now Jill would be like. like Come and take it. Yeah. She might. <laughs> Pull out one out of her cowboy hat. <laughs> Pull out hat. on a piece. <laughs> her cowboy hat turns into a gun somehow. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think Christy, Kelly, or Holly demonstrate any behavior that they think they are entitled to a uh, gun. Holly definitely not because she makes comments She's educated. in the show about like, oh, like the girls, like the dance turned out cute. I wish I could say I was appalled, but it actually, you know, so you yeah. can, like she definitely says where she stands uh christy and melissa kelly christy and kelly yeah oh yeah melissa we think yeah like i could kind of see them going either way i think christy i think christy is a person who would say something like we don't need gun control we need gun reform right of (laughs) like we don't need to make it impossible to own a gun but it should be harder yeah like sure we also keep in mind these people are from pennsylvania true so i'm probably projecting it's not texas <laughs> yeah the southern for 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 um international listeners the southern clump of states it tends to be a more pro-gun place yes and other parts of the country it could go either way some parts of the country feel staunchly pro-gun reform gun control whatever but in the in the south it's real. That's where all the problems are. Jill um, gives me Texas vibes. Jill, Jill it's feels like the she's hair. Jill, yes, it's the hair. It's the baying. Jill feels like she's from Mississippi or Alabama. Mm. She went. I hang on. I'm gonna look up where she went to college. If she, did she go to college? Do we know? I don't know. Live on air, Jill Vertez College. She strikes me as a University of Alabama person, mm-hmm. or University of South Carolina. Oh, I'm going to throw up. Jill is a Leo. <laughs> so am I. Oh, that makes me mad. That Amanda, gives Leo's a bad name. You did show me your cowboy hat earrings earlier. 
Yeah, but they're cowboy hats and on top you of have disco a balls. Shaped as yeah, a but I like boot. southern. I like southern paraphernalia in an ironic way, not in a genuine. I wouldn't genuinely wear a well, cowboy maybe she hat. Was wearing a cowboy hat, ironically. I doubt it. She was a cheerleader at the University of Pittsburgh, where she received a Bachelor of the Arts, according to the oh. Dance Moms Wiki. Ooh, she and Jill, or she and Kendall, are both left-handed. Oh. That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, are there any other fun facts on this? Fun fact, my phone is at 20% battery. Uh, ew! Okay, canceled. She was in her senior year musical in high school that she was in was Oklahoma. Ooh, woof. that's rough. Woof. That is rough. <laughs> canceled. Okay, that was fun, but we need to get back to it. So, the Kelly says that she wants the she hopes that the number gets disqualified because of the guns to just kind of stick it to Abby. Um, Chloe says she's a little uncomfortable with the guns. Maddie says, I know the difference between a real gun and a fake one. And I know that these are fake. She like, was, okay. the way she said that was just too pure and innocent. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I would never touch a real gun. I would never touch a real gun. <laughs> she's yeah. such a golden child. Really sweet. Yeah. Um, the moms go to catch Abby at the door, like as she's leaving to kind of confront her about the gun thing. Abby could not care less. She's looking at them and it's like, yeah, I don't care. She says, I've done kids with I've guns. I've done kids with guns. Like, it's like, okay. Okay, sure, Jan. Um, and then she's, she says in her talking head that she wants them to, she compares them to shows like Chicago. Like, yeah. one of the most successful Broadway shows in history is just like, my squad of 10 year olds at a local dance competition yeah. in pittsburgh also they're Bestie. not grown women like, also they can't we've talked about this before on on the podcast they can't consent to any of this they're not grown people yeah and then she says she wants them to be armed and dangerous which is upsetting okay one day out chloe's going over her solo it's lyrical it's her thing she likes it great christy likes it too uh maddie's solo Abby says it's mature, which kind of stresses me out because when she says it, she usually means sexualized children. Yeah. But that's not what this is. It is actually genuinely like she means like the choreography is harder, which is the yes. proper use of that word. Uh, Melissa loves. She says it's going to help Maddie get back on top of the pyramid, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Um, okay. That's that. Trio rehearsal again. Kendall, my little Kendall, is watching and she's doing the music on that ancient macbook i literally that's wrote an down ancient laptop <laughs> <laughs> that white uh, macbook and it's obvious that she's in itunes it's like one it's track an absolute yeah. brick <laughs> yeah it's huge it's great um and jill is uh, up in the lido deck upset because she's like, this is a waste of time my child is supposed to dance not do music blah 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 holly is like talking her off the ledge she's like jill do not go down there. Abby's going to be mad. It's going to be not worth it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then Jill goes anyway. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jill does not listen to Dr. Holly's advice for more than like 10 seconds. And she's like, Abby, I have some thoughts about this whole thing. And Abby's like, I don't care. Um, and Abby claims that Kendall is an understudy. She claims she's a swing and that she's helping, which no, she's not. You put her down there to punish her and to make her feel bad. Like, Mm. girly a, let's just call a spade a spade you're you're you put her down there to make her feel bad that she's not good enough to be in the solo mm. or the trio i mean don't you know don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining 
Um, Christy, Jill, and Melissa. No. Oh, my gosh. Me with names this episode. I'm struggling. Christy, Kelly, and Melissa are sitting up top watching this happen. And they're, like, putting, like, placing bets on who they think is going to win. Because none of them like Jill. And they're like, whatever, girl. Like, go off. We'll just sit up here and watch. Um, And then Abby says that Jill needs to watch out. Like, very ominously. And then we come to commercial. If you were a mom in this, would you ever interrupt a rehearsal? Would you be the mom to come no, down out the window deck? Put me on this show. You'd be too I boring. Mean, I would interrupt if Abby was like making my child cry. Yeah, but that would be to comfort the child. Yeah, and to be like, we're leaving and we're never coming back. <laughs> you know, that if, would be to tell Abby to suck it, and then I would I'm, leave. <laughs> if I'm interrupting the rehearsal, I am at a breaking point. Right, we're interrupting because we're leaving. Exactly. Yeah, totally. we're done. Totally. We're done. <laughs> um all right it's the day of the show y'all here we go going to uh the competition it's a nice hotel not a school very exciting we're back to what where we were before texas chloe's solo is first and christy and abby both think it's like the best she's ever done which she did amazing she did amazing i'm not a judge so i don't know if it's the best ever but she looked incredible her costume was very pretty she did very well she executed all of her turns very nicely yeah really good um, and then Maddie goes next. It's kind of the same same um, set of opinions. Melissa loves her. Of course she does. She does the I love you hand at the end. This double hands like to the stage like, <laughs> yes, I love you. <laughs> and Abby like thinks she's great. Um, Abby compliments Chloe about her emotions. She says you did a very good job changing your yes. emotions with the music mm-hmm. and watching the judges. She says I've been on that kid for years about watching the judges and she's finally doing it. Um, and then she also gave gives Maddie compliments about how great she is because, duh, of course she does. The trio happens next. Immediately, the spacing is off, which is very easy in a trio because you have one person who's obviously supposed to be in the middle and then two that are supposed to be equidistant from mm. the person in the middle. And as soon as it starts, one uh, page is too far to the left or whatever. It's like yeah. immediately bad. Abby leans forward, says something about it to Melissa, and then she covers her eyes. She's like, I can't even watch. She like does like the hand over the eyebrow thing and is like looking at the floor. She's like, I couldn't even watch. It was so bad. But other than the space, girl, they did great. Girl. And it, it was, was so funny bad. watching them like kill the dance. And Abby's like, well, they got out there and they just blew it. They blew it. <laughs> You're like, did they? And they got second. I'm like, that's not blowing it. <laughs> they were fine. They were fine. Oh my goodness. So we get to the solo awards. Chloe comes in second place. Maddie comes in first place. Um, Maddie being at the bottom feels like a stunt. That feels like it was set up for nothing. Because now she's like, I think I'll be moving up the pyramid a few yeah. spots. <laughs> like, okay, great. Oh, so now we can say it gave Maddie's, you know, Maddie was on the bottom. She had something to work for. Now she's at the top next week. Blah, 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 whatever. When, like, really nothing of substance has actually changed. Yeah. Of course she was going to be back at the top. Um, the trio comes in second, and Abby's like, second place is the first loser. Okay, great. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Also, my necklace comment, Kelly is wearing the chunkiest of all chunky necklaces. <laughs> she always is. Which is so on brand for that time period. And the bob. The bob Ooh. and the chunky statement necklace. Come on, girl. Yeah, and it has a matching bracelet. Of and I mean, it, it just looks like literal rocks from the base of a volcano <laughs> just like strung together yeah. yeah 
Um, so we're back in the green room. Abby talks to the trio and only compliments Maddie. She's like, Maddie, you did good. Chloe and Paige. And then like starts berating them. Oh my goodness. And Holly says, Abby, is there not a way that you can ask students to take ownership of their mistakes without belittling them, which is an excellent educator perspective. Having your student understand what they did, understand that it was their fault that they made a mistake, but without take without stripping them of their sense of worth. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. That's what it is to be a teacher, that, especially a performing arts teacher. That's what that is. And Abby goes, yeah, well, that's just not me. That's just not my style. Yeah, laughed at that. It's like, not me. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm like, She's like, that's awesome. just not, that's not how I am. That's just not me. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, whatever. You would, like, make fun of somebody for saying that's just, like, what if you yes. told one of your dancers to do the dance with a different, you know, stylistic choices, and they were like, that's just not me. That's just not how I am. <laughs> yeah. You would lose your mind. Great. Um, yeah. And then Kelly asks Abby, she says, is there not anything to hope? Like, yeah. <laughs> do you not want our children to have any hope for anything? And Abby doesn't even answer the question. She says, if your child loved to dance, she would have remembered how to, she would have remembered the routine. Oh my goodness. Okay, great. Again, avoiding the question, not responding. Awesome. Commercial. Come back from the commercial. Christy is giving Jill a hard time because she loves to do it. And because Jill has been in contact with her old studio, which apparently you're not supposed to do. And she's like, I want to keep my options open. Okay, great. So then Jill brings up what I think is the main thesis of the show. At least it is in this like first couple seasons. If you hate it, why are you here? Well, you were talking, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. If you hate it so much, if you, she says, all of you sit and gripe and complain about Abby and then none of you leave. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to complain, why? She's like, I talked to my old studio because I don't like it here and I think I want to leave. And all of you complain too, but none of you leave. So if you hate it so much, why are you here? That's like, that's always the question that keeps coming up. Jill's over it. She storms out. Of course she does. We're back in the green room getting ready for the group. Abby is waving around a couple of those prop guns. I said she's waving them around like a pirate king. <laughs> she is. She is. And she's like pointing them at the moms and it's like making faces and sounds like she's shooting up the moms. I'm like, Abby, girl, this is a lot. This is a lot. Um, I also don't think that the group routine needs the guns. Like it, it feels more restrictive to me because you have something in yeah. one hand constantly. They yeah. don't put them down like ever. The gold jackets were perfect. Yeah, the gold jackets, the like stockings that they were wearing, the hair, the turtleneck looking yeah. shirts. Like, like we would get the idea it. without the music, them having actual prop guns. Yeah, the music was like basically the James Bond theme. Yeah. Like we get it. They don't need a gun for this. Um, they also at different points point the guns at the audience. Which is just very stressful to see all, like, 50 of these guns, it feels like, pointing out at the camera, pointing at the judges, or pointing at the audience. Yeah. Like, this is aggressive. This is a lot. They, po- like, point them out. It's, it's I don't supposed know. to be like, oh, they're cute little girls. With guns. With guns. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, strange. I just, that is probably just me personally and, like, my opinions about guns, but it just makes me nervous. I just don't like that image of a bunch of small children holding guns and pointing them at me. Yeah. Call me crazy. Call me a snowflake, <laughs> but I don't enjoy it at all. I don't like it. Um, also, Nia's facial expressions during the <laughs> dance were incredible. Yeah. She does not she get enough props for yeah. her acting. And it's yeah. so good. She's living it up. It's great. Um, 
And then this is when Holly makes that comment that you had mentioned earlier where she's like, the dance was really good and the guns looked cool. Yeah, and Holly's <laughs> the only one that's mature enough to say, like, I had one opinion and yes. I was wrong. Uh-huh. Whereas, and then Abby says something like, well, don't you get tired of eating crow every week? And then one of the other moms, like, tries to argue back with her. And it's like, look, Holly just said like oh i was wrong and you were right and like she's mature enough to just say that and move on true and the other moms are not. are not holly is on the bad bitch she's in the bad bitch genre she's on the roster it's a genre and not everybody fits on the roster it's true but Dang. holly does holly does <laughs> um abby thought they looked great because it was her idea and of course she thought they looked great yeah <laughs> duh um, now we get to the awards. The This group wins first place in their age, but does not win first place overall, which mm. I, Abby doesn't really seem to care about that. She's like, we didn't win. It was disappointing. Yeah, to her credit, but, she still says, you guys looked awesome. You yeah, did awesome. We won our category. And she doesn't seem to care. Because like you, at a certain point, you have to acknowledge, like, I think you did amazing and the judges yeah. were wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't base everything off how they score because right. it's subjective. And especially with this overall thing, they're up against every single group ever in that whole competition. So it's like they're up against like 16, 17, 18 year old kids, too. Yeah. So, of course, they're not going to win. Although it is funny because all the B-roll of the other groups (laughs) are the babies dancing. Yeah. Or they're just they don't seem as advanced as the Abby Lee Dance Company dancers. So yeah. you kind of wonder, like, where are these other amazing groups that are beating them? I wonder if maybe the B-roll is is shot during one specific... Yeah. Like, while the girls are in the green room, Group A is in there with them, and Group B is shooting the B-roll when the, like, lesser than right. are they going... Right, shooting, like, the beginners. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Where am I again? Oh... To what you were saying about the one-liners, if Abby could keep the zingers in check, there wouldn't be so many fights. Because she's, like you said, she has that line like, aren't your stomachs full from eating crow all the time? Yeah, she just can't help herself. Yeah, you could have been fine. No one had to be screaming at the end. But Abby just can't help herself. And so she says that. And then Jill is freaking out. And she goes... Well, I don't think every kid in here was used to their fullest potential. I know Kendall wasn't, and start and Abby rolls Just her for eyes. Example, for my example, daughter. <laughs> yeah. And all the moms and Abby all collectively roll their eyes and just kind of slack a little bit. Like, girl, please spare us this one thing. I was so confused by when she said, "What's my big picture?" She was like, "What do I have to look forward to every week coming and dancing behind?" chloe and maddie and yeah. i was like what do you mean you, you. what you're not the one dancing Kendall is yeah like <laughs> it was just like are you admitting that you're living vicariously through your daughter yeah like, why are you yeah 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 keep yeah keep talking about that jill let's explore that a little bit more what do you really mean by that yeah yeah i was like come on um and then um abby is saying well i don't i don't pride myself on producing children who are studio kids I am proud of the fact that I produce employable dancers. And that is, that's the big picture. So even if Kendall isn't getting special attention every week, she says like, keep your eye on the big picture, which is her being employed. And then she has the thing about what's my big picture. And then Abby explains it to her more. And she says, well, I don't think you should run your studio like that. And then the mom's eye roll even more like, Jill, stop. You're not going to win. And Abby 
it just freaks out and says i she says they're talking and she goes yeah i don't know i don't know what's wrong with her <laughs> almost as if the person behind the camera asks the question what's wrong with jill oh my goodness goes, i don't know i don't know what's wrong with her and then she tells kendall she has something special in mind for her and i'm not gonna so say threatening i'm not gonna say what comes up for next on the coming up on because it is a spoiler for next week and not everybody watches the episodes they just listen to the podcast so i'm not gonna say what comes up next week but abby does have something special in mind but the way she said that was she's, so it's scary. like oh abby's gonna kill her yeah <laughs> abby's gonna she's gonna, she's gonna shoot you with one of the prop guns <laughs> and that's it they end on a fight as uh as dance moms is wont to do ends on a fight um do you have any other thoughts about the episode that we didn't get to I don't think so. I've been crossing everything off as we went and I Oh good. I saw I you crossing things points. off and I thought it was something things that I was saying that you were like, Well, Amanda said that instead of me, so I guess I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> no. And I was like, Oh no. Okay, good. No, that makes only, you feel better. I guess my only one thing was when the girls were about to do the trio and Abby goes, Hope you remember it. <laughs> like, don't mess up. It's like that's a guaranteed way yeah, that's of not making them forget it. Like, that's the worst. Oh, hope you remember it. Yeah, don't mess up. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Um, do you have a song that you want to recommend? Like as either A, a cool dance mom song, or B, just cool music that you've been listening to recently? Oh, this part always stumps me. You go first. Okay. Um, I do you know who Kevin McHale is? I don't think so. He was already in Glee. The kid, the oh, guy okay. who played the character of someone who's in a wheelchair, even though he's not in a wheelchair. Controversial. I do know who that is. He is a music, he's a singer, and he does theater uh, occasionally. Mm -hmm. He's dating Austin McKenzie, who is a Broadway person. Anyway, um, not that that matters, but it is interesting to me that they're dating. Anyway, Kevin McHale put out a song. I don't know if this is recent. Let me fact check myself really quick. Um, but it's a song called Help Me Now. Oh, it's 2019. That's older than I thought it was. That's pre-pandemic. Um, it's called Help Me Now. Mm. And it is really interesting. I like it a lot. I'm going to play it. I'll fast forward a little bit. Hang on, this is the intro. I don't believe you. I play all these little games in my head. It might be the truth. I still won't believe you. I play back every little thing that you said. Help me now. I'm getting caught up in some beat of water, staring at the bottom. Yeah. Anyway. That's cute. I groovy. like that. I like it a lot. It's groovy. Mm -hmm. And he has a cool music video that goes with it. That's really interesting. Um, what about you, girl? We definitely need a dance mom's routine to It's About Damn Time. I said that a couple weeks ago. Oh, well. Fake I, fan. I, I said that a few weeks ago. I'm saying it now. <clears throat> you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to start this. I'm going to make a playlist of all of these songs on my Spotify yeah, account. Yeah, you should do that. And you should follow me on Spotify. My Spotify uh, username currently is Nerd Alert nerd period alert um because i had to change it because my students were finding me on spotify they were finding so, yeah you on because spotify they are insane and they were finding me on everything including oh, spotify oh my goodness so i changed it um you should I'm make a pyramid that. pod spotify account. i'm gonna do it right now follow me follow me on spotify in general because i listen to good music and also there's gonna be a pyramid um playlist i'm gonna i'll go back through some of these older episodes and try to find the music too um, but that's what that is what I'm sticking with. What about you? What you got? 
You got anything else? No, that was my one suggestion. Other than the audio of Tignataro's new comedy special. Oh, uh, I Someone wish. throwing it in a circle to just like Tig telling jokes. It was just so funny. She did this like the last third of her performance. She's sitting mm-hmm. at a piano, which she doesn't know how to play the piano. Sure. Allegedly. I kind of think she might know how, mm-hmm. but she is just like playing like random <laughs> notes and chords and talking about how she likes to pretend to play the piano and pretend to know how to sing. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to get the, she's like, okay, what's a song that everyone in the audience knows? And we'll like try to sing it together. So she'll pick a song and then she's like, okay, one, two, three. And then it's just like a disaster. <laughs> and she's like, wow, like you guys, you're really letting me down. Like, I want this to be a special moment and y'all are just not keeping it together. Like, let's try it again. Okay. One, to okay now really try this time you guys it's just so funny that is funny she can take like literally the smallest tiniest mundane thing and just make it hilarious well her bit about welcoming jenny slate to the stage and jenny slate is not in attendance and her being like what if jenny slate was here and then going ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage jenny slate and then she's not there and then like she does it again she's like i'm just kidding jenny slate really is here and she's like no she's not Jenny yeah. not here. But then in the tape special for that routine, is she, there? she does that with the Go-Go Girls. Oh, that's right. And you think it's going to be the same thing if you've seen the live show, but then the Go-Go, Go-Go Girls, Girls really actually do show come up. out. Yeah. And they play a song and Tig plays the drums. Yeah. It's like the sweetest thing What's ever. that special called? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. She's got one. Was it on Netflix? I, it's been so long since I watched it. I can't remember. Let me see. Oh, wait. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. It's yes. on Netflix, or it was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore, but it was on Netflix. So if you can get a hold of it, you should watch it. Happy to be here is very, very funny. It's about her um, battle with breast cancer as well, which is an interesting mm-hmm. story too. Yeah, she talked about something else that happened, like another some other medical issues she's had in the interim. Mm-hmm. She talked about waking up with like terrible stomach pain one night, and she was like, "And as we all know, my medical issues are." never a big deal so <laughs> i've never had like anything yeah major happen, it's not like i had c diff and then yeah. breast cancer and a double mastectomy and, yeah you know, uh-uh, it's none just, of that. you know it's always not a big deal <laughs> and at the end she's like turns out it was internal bleeding <laughs> oh my god i know and then they gave her ativan no this was for back she had to have back surgery and they gave her ativan and then discovered, which she had never had before, and discovered she was allergic to it. And so she started hallucinating. Great. And good to know. Yeah. That is hilarious. You just have to hear it. Yeah. Well, dang. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pyramid. Um, all my social stuff is gonna be at the end. Follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow me on follow me as a person on Spotify at Nerd Alert. Um I'm going to make a TikTok for this once I'm officially out of my job. Um, I can't do it until I am out of my teaching contract. So I have to wait for that to expire here in a few days. And then I can start a TikTok account for this. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. Once that is in effect, I'll promote it, obviously. And I'll also change the end bumper to have the TikTok username in it as well. Leave me a voicemail on um, my Anchor page, anchor.fm slash thepyramidpod. You can send me an email to thepyramidpod, uh, thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts, your opinions, things you agree with, things you don't agree with rate and review apple podcast all that good stuff getting me out into 
the ether. I've been slacking on Instagram posts recently because of my job and the way it's been awful recently, but I'm going to get back on that grind. I'm going to get back on it pretty soon. I've just been slipping. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will see you next Monday. Um, It'll be the Monday of Memorial Day weekend, but you will still get an episode um, because I'm committed to the grind. And I also took a week off recently and I'm going to feel bad if I take off too. (laughs) So you'll still get something. So, Neely, any final thoughts? Nope. Just to say, okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramidpod or in an email to thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.